great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Bloody weekend in New York. I know. Tell you something new, right? At least, at least, at least six people roughed up. A woman stabbed in the stomach three times. Another person attacked with a uh, a metal pole. Uh, another man uh, uh, attacked with a uh, a hatchet. That's what I said. A hatchet. This happened between Saturday and uh, early Monday morning. Mayor Adams, his plan cannot start a minute sooner. Monday was the first day on the subway. The mayor says, and I like the language, folks. The mayor says, no more smoking, no more doing drugs, no more sleeping, no more doing barbecues on the subway system, no more just doing whatever you want. Sort of sounds like Rudy Giuliani's broken windows theory, where if you don't deal with the smaller items, uh, major things uh, go wrong. Whatever the case may be, this can't start a minute sooner. And so whether or not you don't think Adams is that great as uh, as mayor, whatever the case may be, he's on point with this. And it can't start a minute sooner. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. So I mentioned something last week that I want to get to right now. And it's something that I'm calling the anatomy of a shoplifter. I want you to listen to this. And there's a perception out there that people shoplift out of need because they're hungry. No, folks. For the most part, they do it because they're common criminals looking for the easiest way, looking to sell items on the street for pennies on the dollar or to sell items over the Internet. These common criminals are even jailhouse lawyers. Well, how can you say that, Dominic? I say that because they're not stupid. They know what amount not to steal over because it increases the charges. So I want you folks to listen. And you have to listen carefully to what she's saying. This woman you're about to hear is a self-described professional booster. That's what she calls herself. And that's what it's called in the hood, boosting. She has 96 arrests on her record and was nabbed again last week. Curtis Lee sent me this information uh, at an Upper East Side Target store. And, of course, she was released on Thursday. So she was only in custody for a short time. Her name is Michelle McKelly, 42 years old, and uh, she is boasting about her hustle at the store, 3rd Avenue, East 70th Street. So I want you to listen, listen carefully to what this woman has to say. When basically, when you t- when you take something, they call that petty larceny. Anything that's over, under $1,000 is considered petty larceny. Anything that's over $1,000 is called, considered grand larceny. 
That's why I had the felony. I had a felony considered. I had a felony for grand larceny. Last time, um, I went to Bloomingdale's. Okay. Bloomingdale's and I stole. Um, I took. I, I professionally, I profess, professionally obscured some, some, some items consisting of polo and um, Ralph Lauren shirts and shirts, shirts, pants and, 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 and shirts and hands for the winter. Okay, and you got a pretty nice shirt on. Did you steal that shirt? That I go steal this shirt? I sure did steal this shirt. Right. Will you go stealing now? I mean, will you steal even now that you're out on supervised release? I have to give me an outfit. You have to what? I have to give me an outfit. You have to get a new outfit. I have to get a new outfit. Okay, so you're going to go steal it. So I have to go work. Work is stealing. I don't call it stealing. I call it professional. I'm a professional booster. Well... Madam, you don't have to um, <clears throat> steal an item if you're locked up for a few days on Rikers. And that's where you belong. Folks, it's not cute, the shoplifting. For example, and you may find this hard to believe, in Nutley, New Jersey, a man walked in and in one shopping shopping cart walked out with $2,000 worth of merchandise at the same type of supermarket that I go to shop, right? A supermarket. This occurred on uh, Franklin Avenue, February 5th. And, um, <laughs> the, the, the suspect, uh, had all types of items. Now you may say, how could you put Dominic? How could you put $2,000 worth of, uh, items in a shopping cart? Actually, it's quite easy. When you get expensive meat and when you get over-the-counter uh, allergy uh, medications, counter allergy medications that run anywhere from 20 to about $45 uh, a piece. And so that's the situation at a shop right in Nutley, New Jersey. And so to bring it back home, and of course, this would not be a conversation. I see all your calls. We're going to get to them in just a second. This would not be a conversation without Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. I'll tell you the latest incident in just a second where he's watered down charges uh, against uh, a criminal who has more than 40 arrests on his record. To be the suspect's name is Cloyd Myers, and he has 46 prior arrests and is on parole. I'll tell you the details about that in just a second. But I'm giving Mayor Eric Adams credit this morning because this is a step in the right direction. Get the homeless off the subway. Frankly, Mr. Mayor, I don't care how you do it, what you do, get them gone. Let's go to the uh, to the telephone calls Let's start with uh, Kevin in New Jersey. Good morning, Kevin, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, uh, Dominic. Um, great listening to you. Thank you. Uh, the whole, the whole uh, WABC seventy-seven. You all guys, everybody, put on a um, good job on informing people. Um, I just want to also just I know every, you you guys mo- mostly focus on New York because you know obviously you guys in New York, but I just don't take the light off of of like I know you just mentioned shot right in um in New Jersey mm-hmm. um Lydia Serrano um early reported about a carjacking um uh, well somebody stole a baby um excuse me somebody stole a car um uh, at the shot right in Kearney um earlier uh today in New Jersey and a lot of these crimes like they don't be reported on the local news you know I guess it don't fit their narrative but um, I want you like your listeners, if because Newark is always, you know, I, I know you know Dominic, you're pretty much street smart, um, you know, like Newark, East Orange, um, Orange, Irvington, and the mayor of Newark is Roger Rocker. He's just so much like they, him and uh, Eric Adams, kind of similar. They 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 talk a good game and all that, but I mean, it's it, the crime is so rampant. If you go to RLS Media and click on the breaking news, you'll see everything is always with Newark was a shooting, you know, whether it be East Orange, Orange, is always a shooting, and like particularly like in Newark, but it just don't get the, the same limelight Agreed. as, um, Agreed, you Kevin. know, with, with, with uh, Newark. And all these Democrat politicians keep saying 
they keeping the, the streets safe and all that. And to, to wrap it up on my point, they just had with the, uh, I know you was talking about it last week, excuse me, with the Bridgewater uh, police, I mean, the mall yes. incident. They um they had a Facebook Live um, Saturday. They had all these protesters um, called, I think, uh, People Organization for Progress. And they was talking a lot of rhetoric. I want to know where these people be at that say, you know, that go against the cops and all this that, you know, protesting the cops. Where are all these people at when everybody that's that's commit, um, uh, you know, people of color get shot, these babies, you know, all, where are these people at? They never protest. They never out on the street protesting, you know, whether it be Chicago, Newark, New York. Where do these people be at? You know, like, and you, your listeners, they, they pretty much informed too, but some of them, they had these democratic narratives saying, like, I know one time you, you got into a, a Back and forth with one of you listeners saying how uh, he supported Biden and all this because he was giving out welfare. And that's the problem, though. This, it you is know the what problem, I mean? Kevin. These, it, it, that's it, the problem is, with the. And, and, and I'm from the street, so like you, you know what's going on. Like, and I respect Curtis because nobody. Curtis, I give it to him. He in the hood. He know about Patterson, North. Hey, he, Kevin. He, I've got to move on. But, but, and thank you for the call. But to your point, no one knows the street more than Curtis Lewa. And that is the bottom line. Curtis has been to communities that I would not dare walk in as a man of color. And and he walks in like what? No problem. He's a little touched, but, um, <laughs> but he's a great man. I'm looking at some of uh, the emails I'm receiving from Tanya Covington. Tanya says the mayor has removed people off the, the mayor has to remove people off the subways. He has to use Kendra's law. Bingo. That's it, folks, to remove the homeless and to lock the criminals up. Social workers can offer social uh, services that are needed from Sal. He's uh He's a, um, a, a a supporter of the program, a very good person. He says, what, go- what good will the mayor's new plans uh, do to add more police in the subways? The homeless and thugs will simply be escorted out the subway. I hope it's not as simple as that, Sal. Even if some do get arrested, either way, a desk ticket, ah, and you can't get around that, a desk ticket to appear means nothing to them. They will simply return to the subways, which means many of them believe that they own and that we use the subways as invaders. Sal, I, I hope that's not the case, but, but you know, I can understand why you may feel that way. Norman in Brooklyn, good morning and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Okay, I'd like to give you periodically my report on how the subway is doing. Okay. Uh, today, I I live in Canarsie, last stop, Rockaway Parkway, not one of the more, uh, uh, you know, not where the movers and shakers live in this city. Um, I saw no cop presence in the middle of the day. Um, there was two sleeping homeless people on the L train in the middle of the day. I, I even took their picture. And then... Um, when I got went into Manhattan, I noticed on the one train there was another gentleman of leisure laying on the laying on the train, and I didn't really see any much any cop presence. Um, not at 14th Street. When I got to 96th Street, which is of course where all the liberal movers and shakers of the city live uh, on the Upper West Side, oh yeah, I saw like five or six cops all looking very. Uh, uh, you know, military with with their black masks on and, you know, looking really scary. And, you know, basically, um, you know, nothing, nothing, you know, in my neighborhood. I don't see him in Bushwick. I'm so not Norman, seeing him in. So, Norman, yeah. when, when you see homeless on the subway like you uh, say you witnessed today, how does that make you feel? It really bugs the hell out of me because, um, you know, I told you like, uh, I don't know, about a week ago, I had an experience with some lunatic that I couldn't shake. And I was literally, I, 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 you know, I mean, I, I went off the train and this guy was following me down the platform and then he followed me into the concourse at 42nd Street Times Square. There were no cops and a, and a, and a, a street musician had to come to my aid. So I'm just saying um, it, 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 I, I'm feeling unsafe. 
Uh, I think this is a big show, and uh, you know, I don't think he's really serious about this. I think he's, I think he's basically just trying to please, uh, you know, basically all those woke liberal overmasters. That's it. And you know, and meanwhile, you know, the city's going to continue to go down. I, I didn't see any uh, social workers or uh, or nurses or any of that stuff. That that'll be absolutely useless. Okay. Well, I mean, well I, 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 I'm like Curtis. I grew up two blocks away from Curtis. Okay. I, I know the city too. We're we you know, and uh, you know, basically, you know, it's we're doomed. Well, Norman, I I thank you for the call, and and I I have to. I have to at least hope. I have to have a dollar and a dream, if you will, uh, that things will will get uh, better under this mayor and um, and governor. And so, there, you know, one other incident, there, there were quite a few this weekend. An elderly man punched in the face in an unprovoked attack on the uh, sixth line uh, at Broadway Lafayette uh, Station. The man was bleeding from his nose and mouth and transported to the hospital teams of NYPD cops and outreach workers are going to go through the trains, according to the mayor and subway stations across the city under his plan to crack down on the rule breaking and to fight homelessness. They are seeking to identify these teams uh, the mentally ill and homeless people. And I read somewhere that uh, the governor, Kathy Hochul, uh, a program they've set up to entice uh, people, staffers that deal with the mentally ill, they're going to write off some of their student loans for them. And that's that's a great way to get people on board with this uh, with this type of initiative. And so the goal is to stop the homeless from living on trains, from living in the stations, and to get them the treatment that they need. So, according to the mayor's office, and we're going right back to your telephone calls, Penn Station, Grand Central Station, West 4th Street, uh, the West 42nd Street Corridor, the Fulton Street Corridor, and Jamaica Center will be among the top priorities, as well as the E. A N R one and three trains. Let's go to our friend Jennifer up in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hope you had a great weekend. Hi, Dominic. I did. Thank you. Um, although I woke up very sad this morning because on your radio station, um, I heard on the five o'clock news hour, um, the heartbreaking story of the woman down in Pennsylvania, the Uber driver that was killed. Did you hear about her? I don't have the details, but go right ahead. Because um, it just speaks to the greater picture, the level of depravity that we are living with on mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. A, a girlfriend called, and her boyfriend's the one that ended up getting the Uber, but the girlfriend called to the Uber. A 38-year-old female driving the Uber, four children, Dominic. It reminds me so much of Keona Hawley, that officer that you were kind enough to cover her story in Baltimore. Uh, mm-hmm. Except this woman knew she was, sorry, I get so upset, Dominic. This woman knew she was going to be killed. This guy, 22 years old, Dominic, okay, he had been bailed out either a day or two before on a gun charge, okay? What was he doing on the street? You know what he did, Dominic? He put a gun to her head. And there's, there's audio on the dash cam footage. And they haven't released the audio, but they released this transcript of her begging for her life. Her name, her name is Christina Spacuza. And she's from Allegheny County, Pennsylvania, 38 years old. She, she shouldn't have died, Dominic. This, this criminal, this vile savage should not have been on the street. And it happens all around the country. Well, Jennifer, you're you're being nice calling him a savage. You're really being nice because the fact of the matter is, and this is why I say that these individuals, society cannot give them a break. First of all, they've already been given about 15, 20 breaks. And and they, they have no regard for life. So you're informing me of this situation, Jennifer, and I'm getting angrier by the second as I'm listening to you. Please continue. Can, I would just 
encourage you, Dominic. She actually wrote something um, on her Facebook page. A friend of mine, we were together today, and we looked it up. We were both just heartbroken. We went on her Facebook, and all these pictures, she helped to find lost dogs, homes, and everything, Dominic. She was a lovely human being, and she had written something about people need to stand up, and she wrote about why doesn't the, um, like she went Kyle Rittenhouse um, thing, she said that all these things she never learned about that case because the press didn't cover it. And she said, why aren't certain things covered in the press? And her case will be one of them, let me assure you. And just as Keona Hawley wasn't covered, but certain cases are. And we are living with a level of depravity within our society. It is a moral decay that is eating us alive. And we need to stand up for one another. We need to stand up for ourselves and use our voices. When someone like Norman can't ride safely on the subway, Norman, as you know, is a, he's a fitness guy. He's a tough mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. This is right, Dominic, where you can't feel faithful in certain places in the city that you love. And, and I won't, I, I, Jennifer, I've got to take a break, but I, but God bless you. I thank you for, you always update me uh, on cases, and I thank you for your passion and your commitment, and thank you for the call. And I do have to be honest, I can't be a hypocrite here, folks. I don't ride the subways anymore. And I, I would ride the subways all the time because it's the fastest, most effective way to get around New York City. But I do not want to play Russian roulette with my own life going down there and being encountered by a homeless person or someone that's mentally ill that knows that the that with the system we currently have, that they have more rights to attack me then I may have to defend myself. And so it's just it's just best for me not to put myself or my family in that situation. But this is why I am saying bravo uh, to New York City Mayor uh, Eric Adams for this initiative, for this initiative. We'll see how it goes. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We'll be right back. And we are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Mr. Carter, I guess that's me, folks. It's uh, so nice to be with you, as it always is, uh, as we're dealing with very, very serious uh, topics. The subway patrols, safety patrols, uh, if you will, to get the homeless off the subway and into the uh, services they need. The extra patrols are expected uh, of Mayor Eric Adams to occur between 2 p.m. and uh, 10 p.m., and um, the mayor says no more smoking, no more doing drugs, no more sleeping, no more barbecues on the subway system, no more just doing what you want. It should have never been that way to begin with. That's the problem. That's exactly the problem. It's not compassionate to leave the homeless on the subway. And and if it's one of those days where the temperature drops below uh, I believe 32 degrees, I believe, then they must be swept up. And, and if they don't feel safe in shelters, we have to get places where where they feel safe. The city has to stop spending millions on shelters that basically no one will go to because they're dangerous. And then the next question begs, who is the administrator, the administrator overseeing this? shelter, this particular shelter, or armory, and no one feels safe. That means that this administrator should be replaced. The bureaucracy has to stop if we're going to do anything to turn this all around. Let's go to Rob. Rob is calling this morning from Long Island. Good morning, Rob, and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Um I'm actually driving home from work. I am a subway motorman. Wow. I work I work in Queens, out of Queens. I make two trips uh, on one of the Queens lines that goes from Queens to 
Brooklyn twice a day. Okay. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm giving you firsthand information. Thank you. From Go what right I can ahead. see from the, from the front of the train. First of all, you have to have police down in the subway system to, to, to make any kind of an impact. I don't see enough of them. There at some stations, uh, they could be, you know, uh, three or four of them, you know, so, somewhere around the middle of the station where nothing's going on. And where I may have just passed two stations back, uh, is, you know, uh, is something going on. So they, they have to be spread out and they have to be, you know, more visible and they have to be in more stations. Just today alone, I witnessed someone at one station defecating right on the platform as I made my station stop. I witnessed uh, the smell of marijuana in four or five different, uh, you know, different occasions today. Like I said, I make two trips to Brooklyn every Rob, day. How, how does that make you feel as a motorman? It's disgusting. Um, and the other thing is, un- until I stop smelling, uh, you know, the smell of urine and, and whatever else is on the platforms, just on my normal trip out of my crew room down onto my train, that walk alone is is, is the, the smell the, the constant smell of urine and whatever else is down there is is ridiculous. And and they and, and I'm not saying that they don't clean the platforms. They, they're out there with pressure washers at least once or twice a week, especially at my home terminal. But they but they just keep coming back and they keep defecating and urinating on the platforms. Nobody is removing these people. I I, I love the tough talk, but until I stop seeing what I'm seeing. I, I I just won't believe that it's going to, that, that they're going to have any kind of effect. Rob, I'm I'm call me naive. Are are you telling me with a straight face? Because I find it almost hard to believe. And then I have one more question for you. There are people defecating on the subway in the subway system. Dominic, I cross my heart and I hope to die. Right tonight, I forget the actual station. It was near. I, I stop at the end of the platform to make my station stop. We have to make our stop at a ten car marker. And as I turn my head to the right, as I stop, there is a guy against the wall with his pants down and defecating right on the platform. I've oh. seen it more than once within the last two weeks. Rob, you're making me nauseous. So let me let me let me move on from uh, from that part. So what, one of the, not the motormen, but the people, I guess you call them the conductor that's with you, I believe you're basically a two-man crew. So in the last couple of weeks, we have seen headlines. Well, growing up, you know, you always see the person stick their, the conductor, stick their head out the window, look to the left, look to the right. And a couple of times they've been assaulted recently, someone smacking them in the face, punching them in the face. Have you heard of, of situations like this as of late? Uh, I can't say I've heard as of, you know, the last month, but, uh, you know, over, over the last year, you know, going back into 21, there was, there was a rash of, of, of those kinds of assaults, um, spitting, you know, slapping. Um, we had a female train operator accosted, uh, maybe, you know, just, uh, just around the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, somebody was waiting in the car after she made her final, uh, destination stop at Stillwell Avenue. And as she, uh, you know, came out of her cab, she was attacked, punched viciously. Uh, that that was covered in the news, and uh, that 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 woman uh, has yet to return. So I haven't mm-hmm. seen her, and and she was a female motorman, train operator. Wow. Um, as far as the conductors go, there was a a rash of conductor assaults going back in twenty one. Uh, I can't say that I've witnessed any lately, or heard of any lately. Um, so they, they, those might've calmed down, but again, they're taking it out on the passengers mostly anyway now. Well, thank you, Rob, for the uh, update and please call us from time to time for a firsthand view. Thank you for the call of what's actually going on, uh, on the, uh, on the subways. Let's go to Christine in the East Village. Good morning, Christine. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, thank you for your show. It's so informative. 
I'm a psychiatric nurse, and in the course of, since I graduated in in, uh, 75 from a Queen's General School of Nursing, which no longer exists, Mm -hmm. I have watched countless hospitals and psychiatric facilities be bulldozed and closed down. Primarily during the Bloomberg administration, after Giuliani left, we lost St. Vincent's, St. Vincent School of Nursing, the Bellevue School of Nursing. Uh, we lost uh, Mount Sinai and Beth Israel, were closed and merged. The Bernstein Psychiatric and Drug Institute no longer exists. The Payne Whitney Clinic at the New York Hospital was bulldozed. So when you see these people down in the subways, that has been their home for years. They defecate down there because they have no place else to go. And if they go down there with a bunch of useless social workers and well-meaning police, they will throw the the people out of the subway. They'll be back out on the streets attacking the people as they walk down the streets. A lot of these people are psychotic. They're not responsible for what they do. But if See, they want to build Christine, that better, I, 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 they can, can I just finish? Wait, 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 wait. No, no, Christine, you've been going on for about two minutes here. And I, I have to move on to the next call. I'm going to let you finish. But but let me just say this to you, Christine. I respect what you do for a living, but I, I, I'm, I'm reaching the point where I don't have much more sympathy. So go ahead, but, but please keep time in mind because I have to move on, Christine. Go ahead. If these people are medicated, they won't be knocking people on the head and attacking people. We need to build back better. We need to build back the hospitals and the psychiatric facilities. We need a good state hospital. Uh, We don't need to tear down and destroy the few jails that we have. We need to build them back better and house these people, not in some shelter in somebody's neighborhood. And what they're doing now is just going to shove them out on the streets again. It's going wow. to make things worse. I, Christine, I, I do have to move on, but I, but God bless you, and I thank you for the call, and I thank you really for your service as a professional. The only thing that I disagree with you on, Christine, is that I, I have just about had it and get rid of them. That's That's the only thing that, I mean, wherever you have to put them, I know that doesn't sound compassionate. And, and you know what, folks, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but, but it's it's just how I feel. I feel that uh, the homeless have advocates, and rightfully so, advocating on their behalf legally. But who's really advocating on behalf of the subway rider? Who's adv- advocating on behalf of uh, of uh, New Yorkers, uh, of, of anybody from the tri-state area, of tourists? And look at what happens. It happens every couple of years. It's a broken record. A tourist comes to town, and they're slain. One way or another on the subway system. Stabbed, pushed in front of a train. Who's advocating on behalf of us? And so, Stan in Forest Hills, good morning to you, Stan. And what's on your mind? Not much on my mind. I'm kidding. (laughs) Anyway, uh, you know, long before we've been talking about the homeless for a while, we had these entertainers on the subway who'd get up on the top of the pipes and swing. I don't know if many of callers know what I'm talking about. And uh, you'd go around asking for money. That started there, too, you know. That should also be banned, and these people should be arrested, uh, who come on and entertain and swing on the things. That's I, been going I, Stan, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, we don't. We, look, there's no doubt about it. I, I agree with you. Throw the homeless in the goddamn hole. I don't care what you do with them. Get them off the train. But these other people have been just as worse. You, people can get hurt, and they ask for money. And one guy came to me, you, you know, he had his hand. I said, get lost, get off, then don't do that. You're going to hurt somebody. And they don't care. They don't care. That's not just the homeless. This is this sort of thing has been going on for a long time. And uh, the, I don't see cops at all anywhere. So the other factor that I have to bring up, and it's even more important, was the governor, because I didn't get a chance. When he went up to Albany, and he met with the black speaker of the house, and he met with the black. Wait, wait, you said the governor. You mean the mayor. I mean the mayor. I apologize. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go, go ahead. When he meets with the black speaker of the, of the Senate and, the, and the, the House. The race really shouldn't matter. But go ahead, well, no, Stan. In this case, because of what he said afterward. And then he meets with the majority of who's black. And then comes back. And, and I, I wanted to give this guy six months. And I keep my mouth shut. And then says, well, you know, I'm not being covered with, uh, with there are people not a, uh, of my color and so forth, that type of thing. That I'm not being covered. I mean, they basically laughed in his face and told him to go to hell. You're not, we're not changing the bail laws. I mean, these were people of color. 
and you come back and start talking to the press that there ain't enough black people writing about me fairly, when two of people of color basically threw egg on your face and made you look like the fool. And then you, I mean, it's embarrassing what he said. I thought he would yell at them. or He didn't yell at them. He basically walked away and came back down to New York City, but then talked about the press. There's not enough people of color turning, uh, giving my point of view. Hey, Stan, Stan, let me, let me put it this Northern, way. It got me. What a okay, well, well, let me put it this way. Every mayor has a bad day. Let's, let's, let's just maybe chalk it up uh, as Mayor Adams had a bad day. He might have been in a bad mood. Mayor's in a bad mood, too. You know, maybe he didn't like the cover. That's all I can do at this point, Stan, is chalk it up that the mayor was having a bad day. It was not a wise move politically. And I think I the mayor think, look, looking. But listen, I let, give him but, six but, months. but listen, not- let, let me tell you this about Eric Adams. Eric Adams, and I haven't talked to him in a couple of months. He's not the type of guy, just to give you a heads up of what you can expect in the future. He's not the type of guy that just is going to sit back and take it if he feels that he's been wronged. He's the type of guy that's going to throw it right back in your face, and that's what happened in this incident. I'm just letting you know, Stan, of what you have to look forward to. Uh, David Dinkins, David Dinkins would take it a thousand times over. Eric Adams is not that type of guy. Why didn't he open his mouth to the speaker and the majority leader? And, well, we, mean, we don't know what was said privately. We, we well, don't he know. walked away with egg on his face. He got well, nothing. Yes. Basically, we're not changing the law. And then he comes down and starts. And I want to give him six months. I don't want to say anything bad about the guy. Mm-hmm. And then he states, starts with the race thing right away. Right. I, I, I couldn't believe it. So I'm saying, you just met two of the most powerful people of color. And they basically said, screw you. And that was it. And he goes off on the press because they didn't cover him right. Are you saying it's a bad day? The guy has to no, be smart I, I, all the time. I, 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 you're right. You're right. When you're mayor of New York City, you've got to be smart and disciplined all the time. There is no room. For, thank you for the call, Stan. There is no room for error. Let's just chalk it up as the mayor had a bad day that day and perhaps verbalize something that he should not have verbalized. But again, folks, I am telling you, Eric Adams is not the type of guy that's just going to sit back and take it. If he feels that he's been wronged, believe me when I tell you he is going to speak out. That's the nature of who this mayor is. Michael in Ridgewood, New Jersey. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. I couldn't believe the hatchet. That has got to be the most dangerous piece of equipment ever to use on anything. I I agree with you, Michael. And and how do you hide a hatchet under your jacket? You know, but that's the world that we live in today, Michael. It's it's. Uh, I agree with you. You know, again, I I don't ride the subway anymore. I I really don't because I don't want to be confronted by someone that's going to look at me because I I have a tie on, and and think and think that I'm weak because I have a tie on, and that they can uh, bamboozle me into uh, giving them whatever they want because I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to give you one dime. If if you're if you're a woman with a kid, then you know the bleeding heart of me comes out. But if you own man and you're standing there asking me for some money, or you want to tap dance in front of me, go tap somewhere else. I'm not interested, and frankly, I don't think any of us should, should support that type of activity on the subway because all you're how doing true, how true. It, it, well, thank you, thank you, Michael, because all you're doing is encouraging bad behavior. You may feel that you're being entertained for a minute or two until you get to your next stop, but they're doing this professionally, and it's against the rules of the MTA. Coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Frank will join me in about 10 minutes. I'll be right back with more of your telephone calls. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. 
I am going right back to your telephone calls. I see here uh, Karen in Rockland. She says here, and I'm going to her call in just one minute. She says that I'm giving Adams, the mayor of New York City, too many passes. And I see I have an email from someone that basically says the same thing. But before we get to that, the family of Christina Lee, the woman stabbed more than 40 times in her own apartment, in her own apartment in Chinatown, allegedly by a homeless man. Her family has started an online GoFundMe fundraiser for New York City issues and the places that she loved to visit. This effort is organized by her sister, Angela uh, Lee, and the GoFundMe page has already raised over $100,000 in a 24-hour period. Bravo for five organizations that were close to the victim's heart. From from uh, among them, the Prospect Park Alliance to the Elizabeth Street Garden. Her family says in the posting that Christina's uh, death has shaken us to our core. That's a quote. Nothing will bring her back to us, but with your help, we can make the 35 years she spent on earth mean something for generations to come. So, what goes through your mind when you're coming home, 4 o'clock in the morning, you believe you walked into your apartment, you thought the door closed behind you, you go upstairs to your apartment, and you find yourself in your own apartment with a homeless man, and police believe that it was a crime that was sexual in nature. What goes through your mind when this man, at the end of the day, according to police, pulls out a knife or knives and you're stabbed more than 40 times. Do you do you die instantly? Are you taken out of your pain? Do you not die into the 40th stab as she was screaming to call 911 and screaming for help? Absolutely disgusting. And that's why I say get the homeless. They're not all as bad as this um, alleged man that's accused in this crime. But that's one of the reasons why I say get them off the subway. Listen, we, we can get them help in terms of a society, but they've got to go and off the street as well. Okay, Karen in Rockland. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. So tell me here. <laughs> you're you're not happy? You feel that I'm giving uh, Eric Adams too many passes? Yes, I am because he's made a lot of um, mistakes in uh, speaking lately. And, you know, since he's our mayor representing uh, New York, it doesn't look good for New York. I mean, he's got to get tougher skin. Mm-hmm. He's, he's too, uh, you know, uh, well, me, me, me. Well, hey, Karen, <laughs> I, I, you know what's amazing, though, about radio? Because everyone hears what they want to hear. I did an entire show explaining that Adams had made a major mistake by going oh, racial. I heard you. I know. I okay. know. So, so I'm on record as saying the mayor <laughs> screwed up. But listen, no matter how much we criticize him, He's the mayor for the next four years, period. Oh, please don't remind me. And so, and so, and so, and so that's why I'm saying let's just, we have no other choice but to give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he was having a bad day because that was a rookie mistake that he made. I mean, mean, they talk about gun violence. So far we've had knives, machetes. Yes. You know, I mean, baseball bats. I mean, it's not just guns. And yes. they need to get the homeless off the street. I mean, I can't go into my city and visit it because I haven't been in for two years. I grew up in Inwood. Wow. Well, welcome yeah, to I, the club. I feel I feel the same way because we as as, as Rockland residents, you know, we, we've got to pay, what, $15, $16, $17 to come over to George Washington. I, to, I walk over the Hudson to, to be stuck in traffic, <laughs> to then come downtown, and you got to worry about getting a, uh, a, a $80 ticket on your car or – your car may be towed, and then you got to go to a to a pound and deal with with a, a clerk that has an attitude because she's having an argument with her boyfriend, and then she's taking uh-huh. it out on you, and and you've got to pay, 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 pay. 
I have a friend that lives in Fort Lee. I mean, she, actually, she knows where Eric Adams lives, by the way. Mm, okay, okay, <laughs> all right. Okay. But, I mean, you know, we're supposed to meet and she wanted us to go to a tea house. So she mentioned either Ridgewood, New Jersey, or New York. I said, I am not going into the city for tea. Well, right. when am I going to get you know machete my head off when I'm drinking tea? No, thank you. I'll go to Ridgewood, New Jersey instead. Well, Karen, I, I, I thank you for now, and th- thanks for that. Thank you. So for let's go from Rockland to Virginia Beach, Virginia. Let's say good morning to Michael. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio gotta, 77 WABC. I've got to say God bless Dominic Carter tonight for your very, very positive introduction to tonight's show. Here's the solution. The solution is in the hands of Dominic Carter and John Casamatidis. And here's the solution. Seven minutes at seven past midnight, Mayor Eric Adams gets to talk to the nation on WABC and any station in the country who wants to use his seven minutes on their station can have it. He has to solve the problem for big cities in America, not just from New York. He's got to have this fireside chat seven minutes every night at seven past midnight, and he will save America. Hmm. Wow. Well, Michael, that that's uh, interesting, and, and I thank you for the call. From Virginia Beach, let's go to White Plains. Let's say good morning to Russ. Russ, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. I've gotten the impression you're too hard on Eric Adams. He didn't create these problems. We've had two years of government shutdowns and neurotic people wearing masks and telling everyone else what to do. The woman was right. Build the hospitals and the facilities first and then get rid of homeless people. Dominic, it it really... it doesn't. It's not a good look for you to, to say things like this because it, you're blaming the people who are the victims. And what Eric Adams was saying was not. He, he wasn't saying you're attacking me because I'm black. He said the press is attacking him because they don't have empathy. They aren't black, and that's true. That hey, Russ, is true. Russ, 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 Russ. I, I hear you, but you do understand that I covered City Hall, out of City Hall, for more than twenty years. So, so I'm the only guy that can speak. I'm the only journalist that can speak accurately to what you're saying. Well, you suffer greatly, and I think you were persecuted. And they did to you things that they might not have done to other people. All right, Dominic? And, you know, I, I don't really want to go into that. But you, you, because you stood up and you suffered doesn't mean that it's not a racist workplace that you're in. That's all I'm thinking. And give Eric Adams a break. Okay, he did okay. create homelessness. These are people who are suffering. Why don't they open porta potties on the subway? That would be quick, because all they're going to do is mm. they're going to come to the Upper West Side. And when I see them, I'm going to give every one of them a dollar that I see. Well, so good luck. I, and I, I, hey, Russ, I, I hope that one of them doesn't uh, attack you. But but thank you for the call. Thank you very much. I wish we had more time because I would I I want to I would love to hear how I've been too tough on Adam. So you see, folks, some of you say that I'm not being tough enough, and then others of you say that I'm being too tough. Let's bring in Frank Morano coming up in five minutes. Hello, the other Dominic. Side of midnight. See, I, I think you are the Goldilocks of toughness. I think you're just the right amount of tough. How are you this morning? Doing great. Doing great. How was the old uh, President's Day weekend? Uh, took it easy. All what right, you good. Yeah. How's your son? How's your son He's and your doing, wife? Do, doing wonderfully. He didn't sleep that well. Yesterday, oh oh uh, but uh, he's uh, he's doing okay. He's getting big, growing like a weed. So what do you have coming up this morning? Well, quite a bit. Uh, so obviously the big news on Monday was the fact that Vladimir Putin w- has made the decision to recognize these two breakaway republics in eastern Ukraine. We're going to be checking in with uh, someone that we've had on the on the show before, Russell Bentley, who's an American communist who actually moved to eastern Ukraine to fight with the separatists, and now he's part of the uh, Donetsk government. So he's over the wall with this, uh, over the moon, with this recognition from Putin. So we're going to talk with them, with him about that. And then uh, there's a lot of concern now that the Olympics are over. 
about China's place in the international community. So I'm going to talk with Isaac Stonefish, who wrote this fascinating book about how America's elites are making China stronger. Obviously, there's some news on the local political front. Harry Wilson scheduled to announce for governor today. I'm going to break that down. And a movement to bring back Governor George Pataki to run for governor. I'll break that down as well. And Burlington, Vermont, actually went through with defunding their police. I am going to tell folks exactly how that one worked out. I can already imagine but anyway, uh, you're coming up in uh, about three and a half minutes. Let's continue with the uh, telephone calls. You select the next How caller. about Susan in Brooklyn? Good morning, Susan. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Oh, hi. Hi, boys. Hi. Because <laughs> you, you're young at heart, and God, that's the way we got to stay somehow through all this. You know, just like listening to all of this tonight, just about the idea that, well, we got you know, take the the homeless and somehow try to treat them uh, with so-called medications, which are drugs. And if you look at the side effects of these drugs, just how difficult this situation is. And, you know, I mean, antidepressants, the side effects, they say, are suicide. So if somebody is already suicidal and you're giving them a drug that the risk is suicide, it's just it's such a complex situation, and they uh, they all have totally different needs. It's not like it's a one size fits all. Correct, correct. It's it, it, it's totally um, mind boggling. So Susan, so what what's the mm-hmm. answer? So what's the answer? Well, isn't there any way we can also say like what what is the prevention? What is the root cause of all of this? And much of it comes, I believe it, it, and I know that there is a lot of information about this. A lot of this starts with uh, children at risk. Sometimes they're in foster care, but when they get into the adult age, there's no safety net. And that's when, and also I think when children start smoking marijuana at 12, 13 years old, that it, it, you know, the brain is not formed and it, it, it does a mind twisting that is very difficult. And I'm very disappointed. I wish Mayor um, Adams would not think that it's so cute and funny about marijuana. It's one thing when you're an adult, but I would like to see him being more of a role model and explaining that, you know, this is very bad for teenagers. Well, Susan, I, I thank you for the call. And I got to tell you, Frank, I agreed with about 90 percent of I, I, what Susan uh, just me said. Too, me too. Look, and when you're dealing with issues of mental illness, as you know better than I do, it's very complicated and they don't generally fit into a 30 second response. At but all. there are a lot of people, and I think Adams is right about this, that are on the streets not taking their medication that need to be. And at, look, I'm not saying that there aren't a lot of significant side effects to some some of these psychotropic drugs. Of course there are. But there are a whole lot of people out there that are violently mentally ill that would be better off uh, for themselves and for other people on medication. And in some severe cases, even institutionalized. Agreed. Something has to give. Folks, that's all the time that I have this morning. Dominic Carter with you. You want to keep it locked right there, whether on the radio, whether on the app. Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight, a great, fascinating program is coming up right now. I'll be back tomorrow, same time, same station, Talk Radio 77, WABC.